Hello there. Welcome to Absolutely Right, India's first graphology-based podcast show. My name is Aditi Surana. I am your host. I am a graphologist and a high-performance coach. So if you're new to this podcast, let me tell you what we do on our Wednesday episodes. I interview some path-breaking, real misfits, outstanding performers with the help of handwriting or what we also call graphology. So graphology is a study of finding the graph underneath your handwriting, but actually it is a study of finding graph of your behavioral patterns. All of us are in a way predictable. In many, many ways, we keep repeating the same patterns and graphology allows us to look at the patterns for what they are and also break the patterns to go to the next level of our journey. Our guest today is a podcaster himself, Mr. Vineet Singh. He is a group CMO for Embassy Group and head of marketing for WeWork India. On a general day, I am the one who is asking all the questions leading the conversation. But today, Vineet being a curious mind that he is and also being a podcaster, took the lead and started asking me questions about my journey and also became a partial host on the show, which both of us thoroughly enjoyed. Now, if you are ready for this conversation, then make sure that you keep your handwriting sample handy. I will be talking about creativity, marketing as a career, leadership roles and how certain things can become our mind blocks looking at his handwriting and we'll talk about which traits I'm referring to. So if your handwriting is handy for you, you can look at it and know if that is applicable to you or not. Before Vinny joins in, let me remind you, if you have any question, any doubt, any feedback about the show, write to me on write, W-R-I-T, at aditisurana.com. Can't wait to have him on board. Hi, Vinit. Welcome to Absolutely Right. I am curious to meet you. Before I ask you anything about handwriting and what questions you have, my first question is, when was the last time you wrote? Uh... Okay, thanks Aditi for having me over. I think I was worried about that question when when I was writing <laughs> something down for you. I was like, okay, this is um, difficult. Um, honestly, I don't remember. It's it's I always been um, laptops and uh, mobile screens. And I think the last time I wrote would have been, you know, um, I don't know, writing on a shit some medicine name or something that what needs is to this Vinny? I thought you would say like a love letter or something like that like some romantic story you would come up with what is um, this yeah damn um, I think I used the laptop for that as well so no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for um, making me realize that old school romance is dead in my life <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so uh, you said you want to ask me a few questions before we start so go ahead Totally. I, I honestly was pretty intrigued, you know, when, when I got this invite and I was like, listen, I want to know more about how did this happen? Like what, what landed up uh, for you to take this up and, you know, how you build this across? I just wanted to understand, get some perspective on that um, before we jump into, you know. So what landed the- up was like my father asked me to leave the house because I wanted to choose graphology as a career. So it's Whoa. almost like, you know, having like I eloped from home to to be in this career and then I had no other choice but to make it work. So that's what happened. But fundamentally, graphology is a study of behavioral patterns which are depicted in your handwriting stroke. Whether you right. write, you do not write for any adult in our generation. I don't know what will happen to the new generation who is only on iPad and laptops throughout. But for our generation and elder people, anyone, anybody who is 25 and above, we have spent at least 15 years of our life writing with our hands. And that's why graphology is still relevant. It talks about the mind-body coordination and how body gives away information about the mind. And I feel that's super interesting. And I've always found that. 
I am a dyslexic. So I started analyzing naturally without getting trained and eventually got trained and did my international certifications and formal training into the subject. Wow. Um, pretty interesting. Um, I've always, um, I mean, I, I'm sure this exercise is going to tell us, but I'm, I've been extremely intrigued about this whole process about how um, what you write can actually give you an insight into what kind of personality you have. And, um, you know, my first question is actually related to that, which is essentially through my writing, what did you think what my actual personality is like? So it's interesting that you use the word actual personality because handwriting talks about your actual personality and signature talks about your public image. So on our show, we have a segment called Autograph Please, where I will be talking about how you're misunderstood by people by looking at your signature because that always talks about the gap. When it comes to your actual personality, you definitely have had multiple personalities throughout and people who know you say one friend circle versus other friend circle, they can vouch for you for being like them. But that is not true. Very few people know really how you think and you know, probably one or two people in your life have known you throughout or known all the sides of you, if at all. But most people get a bit of you and they believe they know you. And because you're so friendly and you make them feel so comfortable, they think you belong to them, which is not true. Whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's actually right. I mean, when I think of it, I think it's, it's pretty much... Um, on point. It's scary that you got to know that from my handwriting since, <laughs> since I've never known you ever. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Starting off with the big bang. Okay. So let me, let me talk about something interesting here. Now, when you write your letter T, it's like a cross. You know, the end point of the T is really a, a straight line. There is no curve there. Now, anybody with that T, and I'm explaining this also for our listeners so that they can look at their own handwriting and analyze themselves, talks about your direct, straight, and blunt behavior. So when people want to solve a problem, they come to you, but when they want to feel good about what they're doing, especially when they're making a mistake and they know that they're making a mistake and they just want a friend to say, oh, come on, everything's going to be okay. You're the last person to come to because you will <laughs> call out on their bluff and you will say things for what they are. And most people cannot take it. And you wonder, why would you come and ask me a question and then not be ready to literally listen to the, the answer? True. Yeah. Is that a characteristic which is which is good or it is, I mean, it's it's not acceptable. What what would so I personally feel that personality is not about good or bad. Mostly people label it depending on the context or the environment right. that you're you're in. So right. if you're say in a in a community of people who believe in straight uh, communication and saying things for what they are, they would appreciate it, celebrate this fact. But if you are surrounded by people who are hypocritical and who do not want to listen to the truth, then they would find you blunt and arrogant and, you know, they would not like you. So this right. is it's not about is the trait is good or not. It's about the context of the environment that we are brought up in. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And what about, so essentially, as, as you know, a large part of my role sits in the whole creative field, right? Um, and especially from a brand and marketing perspective, you're, you're obviously doing a lot of campaigns, working a lot of creative stuff. Um, do you think, is that something that is now, can you see that being ingrained? Because something, this is something that's come 
naturally into my system in the last 10 years, right? I didn't start off in the creative field. I started in marketing, but it was the more strategy side of things. And now with being in a, in a place where, you know, creative and creativity is, is pretty much the core of what I do. Do you see a change that has happened in, in, in my handwriting with, with having those attributes added to my personality or that that's not showing till now? No, I feel you are always very creative. And more than creative, I would say you wanted to break out of the box. Anytime people created a box, they said, okay, I don't want to believe in it. I'm going to do something else. Now that is a core nature. And I think in all the career choices that you've made, that has never changed. Now the implementation application of that one behavior is different. And I think you enjoy it. Also, you got bored breaking the same boxes. You say, I want to break different boxes. And this is where the transition must have happened according to me. However, one part that very few people know about you, that you're highly intuitive. Mm. When you get to argumentating, then it, it becomes all logical and you, you know, present data and numbers and you throw things for people to be convinced, but your personal decision-making is highly intuitive. And I'm not saying that is like a gut feel, which is untrained. I'm talking about a trained gut feel, which means you have gone through so many experiences, you have saw, seen through so many gaps in the situations. So now when you look at things, you definitely know which would work, what would not work and how things you can maneuver. So you definitely have the, the sense of it, which is way right. stronger than the logic. Right, right. Uh, wow, I mean, you're scaring me more and more. Uh, <laughs> you know, generally I'm the one talking, but today I'm pausing a lot because I know you have a lot of questions. So I'm letting you kind yeah. of, yeah. And and it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of... Um, I'll tell you why it's scary, right? Because I, I can't believe that, you know, my handwriting gave so much away. Um, and obviously, I mean, you're an expert and you, you're obviously trained to be doing this, but um, it's so not natural for you to imagine that there's a, a simple thing like a handwriting can tell you so much about yourself and, and you know, maybe help you uh, form a certain aspect of yourself that can, that, that can help you become a lot better as a human being, as a professional. So, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, this, this conversation is going exactly how I thought it would. Um, <laughs> but I must also say that it's not only in handwriting, it's in all other choices that yeah. we do. Like it could be the, the body language, you know, the micro movements, uh, your eyeball movements. So there are people who have studied that and they can depict personalities based on that. So it's not only handwriting, but any body movement that you cannot control or after a point. And where it's deliberate, still it is not deliberate completely. That can give away the real personality. And I, I can say that because after getting into this profession, I got into observing people a lot more. Right. My father was, a, was, a, uh, was an art director. So I grew up uh, observing people because I wanted to become a filmmaker. He said, oh, you want to find characters? Go ahead, study people. And that's what I did. Just came way too far in, on my journey, analyzing and studying people. But there are so many giveaways that we have. Yeah, I'm sure. And you don't um, study body language, right? For me, graphology is body language, right? It is a No, I was, I was checking because then I was like, listen, okay, wait. Um, Do I'll you think leave. I require to know something more, Vineet? Like, I think no, I am no, already, no, no. <laughs> already talking about things that, you're, that are scaring you. So. Sorry, you're freaking me out too much to be knowing more. Um, but yeah, tell me something. So I, I just wanted to understand this from a, you know, obviously, you know, leading... Um, a large team of very creative and um, talented individuals. Um, what do you think, like from a management perspective, do I have the right kind of personality traits that can 
help me manage such great people or do you think there is there's something that needs to be watched out for or something that i may need to change see classically when we speak about managing people it's a lot to do with setting systems and you know making sure that people deliver on what they they're supposed to and all of that right in your field and also in your style of leadership i believe you operate from inspiring people and challenging them so you're not somebody who's checking whether they did the work or not you're actually talking about how can we move uh, forward what can we do that nobody has done ever before uh, right. you question the norms so that kind of leadership i feel is a lot to do with thought leadership and not about actually you know getting things done not operational leadership as such right. and i feel you rather moved into this role very quickly which is very interesting very early in your life so technically people take a long time to reach this point but this was your innate style and that's why initial journeys with your career were so tough because people are like why why are you behaving like this why are you not following orders did that happen tell a story about that yeah a lot of times <laughs> um i think it's been so yeah i mean you're right right i mean when it comes to um when i look at my peer set right sometimes it's pretty surprising uh when people look at me and say hey you know what um how come you're at this role when you're so young um one of the reasons i i grew my beard so long was you know people thought uh, <laughs> people weren't taking me seriously enough yeah they were like listen yeah, that's why i i started wearing sarees because people didn't take me seriously either um, you know they're like are what is this young boy doing in the room what is he telling us i think yeah i think in the beginning i think it 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 quite happened a lot where you know i was essentially told off a lot not and i i don't disagree right with them at that point of time as well with people also because of the fact that um the traditional way how people grew in this country across various field um was defined by experience and age right um and and uh, so i don't i don't hold it against someone when people would have you know for example said or given me a a weird eye saying listen what is this kid doing here mm-hmm. um because i kind of understood the fact that that's how this this professional career has functioned in this country right now a lot more uh, people doing a lot of stuff in young age you know more path breakers you see across fields i mean right i know of people who are younger than me doing some crazy things in in some um large companies and also doing things themselves right a lot of startups if you look at it yeah i mean like 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 you said i think that that was a pretty much a big challenge uh when i started off um and not just so started you, off in the middle yeah so actually like not fitting in and i'm just digressing from the actual analysis part but what would be your advice for somebody and especially now when you know uh the the diversions and and differences are more acceptable than ever before now if people feel uh that they are a misfit or they're struggling to to actually be accepted by others what would you what advice would you give them I I tell them misfits are the new normal right um uh-huh. I think uh, the misfits run the world we we totally run the world I I classify myself as a misfit as well and um I think it's it's the chaos causing misfits that um, create a lot of magic in the world that gives you some great amount of work as well as um, some fascinating experiences so honestly if there is a misfit who's listening in or there's someone who feels out of place um you need to know that you're not the one out of place in today's world and everyone else is so i think just owning yeah just owning the space and being so confident about what you do and what you bring to the table um i think just helps you um yeah will will help you get over it and like i said we we rule we rule the <laughs> this this entire universe is ruled by misfits now so i mean yeah we're all superheroes so, yeah i like it 
So here goes the DC and Marvel world together. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, interesting. I think you got it bang on right. I think there's. So if that we, happens, you have to say absolutely right because that's the name of our show. Oh, perfect! Absolutely right, <laughs> especially because of the fact that I feel that you've got this uh, previous years of my career bang on, um, and and you've got it perfectly put out there. Because when you said that, I really want to go out and <laughs> um, want to do something new, especially when I, I get bored quickly. Um, is is totally right? I think. Uh, if i don't have uh, new innovative stuff to do i kind of black out a little bit and which essentially doesn't work for me sometimes but yeah something that that i've been trying to learn if from my handwriting would you have been able to t- or would you be able to tell me like what do you think i should be changing in my personality to have more impact right i mean i mean i know it's okay. a pretty open ended question but like what do you think saying okay vinit you know these are things that you maybe need to watch out for and be careful about and this will take you longer Ahead. No, no. I think as a high performance coach, that's exactly what I do. Talk about mind blocks which stop people from achieving their actual potential, and by that I mean, you know, how we stand in our own ways, situations, and external things always come in between, and all of that happens. But right. the problem is when we stand in our own way, our own behavior, and any behavior is a practiced skill. So if you right. understand what is stopping you, you can always go around it and alter it, if not anything else. Right. The most the first thing the most important one that gets to you is dealing with authority when they are being authoritative okay <laughs> <laughs> i hope my i'm i'm sending this to karan my boss for sure um <laughs> he's going to be listening into this uh, yeah he is like like you like don't be authoritative only like talk to me politely and i'll do the work at the very moment you throw attitude there's a problem but yes that's the problem that's one of the biggest problems and that has been the case throughout so i'm also saying this because in your writing there's a peculiar letter so if you write your lower case letter k in a capital formation it talks about defiance right so defiance uh, in your case is not only about authority but also when people try to overpower in whichever way So if they do it through manipulation, if they do it by you know coming up with uh, ways to to corner you, you do not like that thought, and mm. this is where you become defiant. You're like, yeah, I'll pay the price, but I'm not going to follow what you have to, what you are saying or what you want me to do, and you have paid a lot of price to do this. So that is the first one. Second one, we already spoke about this. That halfway through the journey. you lose interest and you want to jump and you want to do something else it's a curious mind and it's a great trait for anybody who is constantly reinventing himself so i understand where you come from but not uh completing not finishing mm-hmm. not delivering is also an escape mechanism from mundane now if you can get to it also on your daily life so i'm not talking about professionally but also personally if you start observing that as a pattern you'll realize that everything is demanded to excite you which may or may not happen you know part of life is yes exciting but there's other part which is mundane and boring and when you we are stable when we are calm even those mundane things can become engaging and unwinding for us but moving from one stimulant to another has been your pattern and that is also one of the reasons why you get worked up when 
you know people get worked up when they are stimulated way too much you get worked up when you are not stimulated enough so you really struggle when you're like oh this is boring that is boring and that will happen that will happen at some point so the curiosity within can be catered to by learning new things constantly by picking up projects proactively but expecting people or situations to be exciting all the time it is i feel that demand actually d- disappoints you in most cases yeah and i totally agree i think um, sometimes i'm too hard on myself as well to just try out um, new things new ways of doing things and so it becomes a compulsion to try out new things instead of a choice which is like exactly against because people use mundane as a compulsion and you're using the breaking the mundane as a compulsion so it's yeah, both ways that's yeah pretty it's pretty interesting path. yeah absolutely right thank you <laughs> the next point is you know you come across as such a confident person and you are in many many ways but when you turn against yourself and when you become critical and that also happens in emotional spaces you become highly critical of yourself and that becomes very very tough for you to deal with because that is like like a spiral and that mm. you know people do not see because they they have labeled you as this confident person or ultra confident person who can pick up any situation and deal with it so the emotional side is exactly opposite of whatever we spoke about right. the very moment you are attached to somebody the equation is completely different the the game changes you know it's almost like being in a different plane or different universe altogether and you behave very differently which right. you do not take enough time and energy to explain the other person yeah um yeah no when you say it like that yeah <laughs> something i've sat back and thought about it but yeah that makes sense absolutely right again that's a pretty much um a more trait that do you think it's it's more ingrained because of the kind of people you've lived with the kind of because if you look at you know I'm a small town boy born born in um place close to darjeeling and so you know everything out there is very like you're either tight knitted or you're just alone right so do you think that's that's got something to do with that or could be uh, my other assumption could be that one of your parents is uh, very very lenient and another is strict <laughs> Wow. Is it true? Yeah. Okay. Very true. So, <laughs> now it happens to to people who have this combination. So one parent, you know, allows you to do whatever you feel like, and another one is regimenting you all the time. And then you do not know how to operate in both these really opposite boundaries. And the dichotomies kind of create that whole churn. Even as an adult, sometimes you're extremely strict, and sometimes you're extremely oh. lenient. And emotionally, that 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 whole equation is difficult and that's why there are two distinct personalities in that area yeah i agree i'm going to send this link to both my parents and then they'll need <laughs> to figure out who was who <laughs> but yeah this is this is interesting uh, so what do you i mean do you think so one of the things that i have constantly started doing in the last couple of years is is focusing on on physical wellness which is something mm-hmm. that i had taken for granted when i was growing up um especially after i got my job after that it was all like hello listen what's uh, this whole concept of exercising or physical wellness this doesn't but uh, that's something that i've ta- started taking care of myself in the last couple of years and it's obviously um you know affected me in a in a positive way do you think that those traits are coming out somewhere or the other does that help in in formulating an overall personality so i believe like i i love this line by bk sayangar and he says that when you are on on the yoga mat 
whatever you do, you know, it's not about what you're doing here, but it allows you to think in the similar manner when you go back to work and spend your entire day. So in that sense, yes, like I'm saying that because uh, your curiosity, the willingness to challenge yourself, doing things which you haven't done before, uh, constantly reinventing, you know, the activities that you're in, all of this is taken care of through your physical workout mm. or the, the area that you're trying to master. One thing I feel which is very different, which you, your career-wise uh, you do not do, but you do it in your physical workout, I believe, is showing up and constantly sticking to the process. Mm. You know, there you are not necessarily expecting a lot more. You do not expect the workout to, to excite you. But you already feel that I'm challenged in ways that I, I yet, I'm yet to learn and I have to do this and there's so much more to learn. So you're still a student. You're not an authority in that area, which is amazing because uh, in very few areas you come across like that to me. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I mean, that's, it, it's more like a, I have to get to a certain goal from a physical humongous for you already. So, you know, yeah. you are like still in the journey of like, like, like a student, you're absorbing yeah. and you're kind of reinventing yourself already. So mm. the actual question will be when you reach your goal, then what? And mm. this is where you will, you know, look back and learn whether you are being result oriented or process oriented. Probably that mm. would become your, your decisive moment. That's fair. Um, and what do you, th- I, I know you spoke about this, this whole, um, piece about challenging authority and, um, and obviously not focusing on having challenging moments all the time in your life. But what do you think are other roadblocks that I should avoid from a, you know, growth perspective? And this is not just from a career perspective, but from, but before I go there, I want to talk about some amazing strengths that you have. I think I have been only talking about things that are not working and challenging and all of that. Let me also talk about some amazing strengths that you have. Uh, when it comes to leading a team and if you see somebody lagging behind, you're the first person to go and help them and make sure that they are included. So this whole idea of inclusion has slowed you down in certain projects and things that you picked up, but that is your style of leadership. That's how you look at things. Give us an example right. of how would you do it? Yeah. I mean, see for me, I mean, I'm, I'm as good as my team is right. Or, or anyone I work with, I think, um, <clears throat> Honestly, with wherever I am in my career today um, is, is because I work with some fantastic people who my peers as well as my team. And I've always thought that, you know, at a certain position, you have to go out and give back. I've, um, my growth for my team is only going to be accounted for once um, once I leave from their, their from a career, from a professional standpoint, right? And see how, what kind of impact I've made in the life and how they've grown in the careers or, or in, in, in the personality type as well. Um, so I honestly feel that it's, it's always good, you know, because you know, you're, you're not waking up from the same side of the bed every day. And, uh, and when that happens, you know, you have off days, you have off months, you may have an off year and that doesn't define your potential. And I think I always felt that, you know, it's important to go down and help, uh, people who've maybe lost their way a little bit, or maybe, like I said, just got up from the wrong side of the bed and um, <clears throat> make sure they can get to a place where they want to get to. And that's, I think that's what good leaders or managers do. I think it's important for them to realize strengths of their team and then just keep pushing them. So, yeah. You know, I, I do so much of work on mental wellness and in leadership when it comes to that, that environment like this, where it is okay 
to have a problem it's okay to to have a broken heart and or a broken phase in your life and that's what you want so thank you so much for doing it it's, it's incredible to see that organizations are you know really yeah, committed I mean, to do that i, I think are. especially at we work i think we we're very focused on on wellness and overall wellness mental wellness physical wellness you know just making sure that everyone's um in a great space happy space so that's something that i i obviously give credit to um you know the amazing uh, people leader we have in preeti as well as as karan and his vision um as a ceo but yeah on a personal perspective as well i mean i have always felt that you know a happy team is always going to be a successful team right if you if yeah. you if yeah. you're uh, happy you will don't need to care about targets they automatically happen i've somehow figured um targets have a funny way of <laughs> <laughs> getting achieved if your if your team is happy you might not be doing anything i mean to all the listeners it's not that you don't do anything i mean obviously you keep doing your work but <laughs> if you're happy there's there's you know the universe has a weird way of getting everything sorted so True. i kind of believe in that so yeah so before i go to our next segment of autograph please if there are three things that you have to tell about your journey in such a different field what would you say three things you mean like any three things that i've experienced or? or learned you know something like le- lessons yeah. i don't want to oh, call it like life lessons but I, you know what i'm saying yeah lessons learned especially in the field that i am that i think um, chaos causes a lot more um, creativity and innovation and you should never be scared about chaos um, nice. it's chaos is beautiful at times and it just gives you a lot more sometimes as compared to um you know how organizations and, and linear and linear, linear order buckets yeah. do yeah big fan of uh, culture as compared to process in in my field i think okay. uh, you know every time you create a new process the world creates a smarter idiot so <laughs> um it's it's all about culture for me i think changing it's not about changing the game it's about always changing the culture and changing the culture in a way that it gives you a lot more definition in in your work and in your personality and the last one obviously has to be the fact that like what you said i think um, we we have walking talking stories around us especially in a country which is as populated as us i think especially right. in my field the more you observe the more you learn i think one of my best experiences i've had as a marketer was um, when i when i traveled to different lengths and breadths of the country spent you know spent time in villages and i learned so much just about motivations aspirations of of people and i think in this field in the field of brand marketing and creative i feel observing people gives you so much more perspective not just for your work but also about where you could go in life um mm-hmm. with with different stories and the impact that they have right so i i i feel it's i mean those are three obvious things that i've learned across my life so you'll you you won't be surprised if you look you find me at an airport chatting up random strangers just trying to figure out right. <laughs> um you know what what they're doing in life just because i thought their walk was interesting so i mean that's that's how it is i think uh, just be open to observing people be fearless um chaos is is what causes creativity and the third one like i said culture, culture. always trumps process thank you that was very interesting so vinith are you ready for the next segment <laughs> totally you're like yeah You have been speaking so much, Aditi. I'm already ready. No, I'm. I'm just mind blown. I mean, I'm right <laughs> now. I'm like, listen, this is uh, absolutely right. 
Thank you. So, as I said, Signature talks about who we are as in public, in you know, with our personas, crafted personas, and handwriting talks about who we are in real, in our right. private life, in in our minds, pretty much. And the gap between the two. So, should we have this gap? Yeah, all of us have some gap. But when the gap becomes interesting, where where the the projected image is different mm. than who we are then the misunderstanding occurs and people struggle with it and all of that in your case as i was telling you that people are not aware how self critical you are mm. and how sensitive you are when it comes to criticism mm. right so you observe criticism very closely because you give your 100% or you you put your pour your heart into whatever you're doing so when you're criticized you take every single word and every single gap very seriously and then process it for months at times and they never expect that to happen because you give very blunt feedback they when they try to give blunt feedback that is very tough for you to deal with right yeah i, I think uh, i am fair <laughs> can't argue with that second one is you are highly intuitive and intelligent in a way that you observe things so deeply that all the relationship decisions especially with your colleagues and even in personal life for that matter but with strangers not with close people with strangers are always evaluated against all possible consequences so they may come across as very friendly natural gestures but you are absorbing more than observing and then you make your comments and you say what you have to say you're right i mean like i said i i love um, i think it's it's just a part of me now i observe people a lot i think i've got this from my peers as well and they're like listen what the hell are you like how do you love this how do you notice this but um i think you're bang absolutely right on that uh, you um yeah i i that's i think it's my favorite pastime right i would i would yeah. leave my also once you start doing it there is no end to it so it's like Whoa. every trip is like 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 a museum it's a black hole and you would know it's <laughs> so crazy it's it's a different high altogether right it's all to every time oh my god so yeah, till date after 17 years of being in this career i blush when i have a handwriting sample and it's damn funny i'm like i've done it for so long you know by now you you should feel like okay you are you've done you've seen this but it just it's so beautiful it's just curiosity and and that some very different love affair i have with graphology so. no i i totally i i get what you're saying i think it's it's a a, a good vice I think that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> and uh it's it's amazing just like watching people or just observing nuances or because I, honestly and a lot of you know this happens when when we are ideating as well right a lot of ideas that come in are more because of some observations that we made about people here and there or a situation true, and true. that you know and randomly and in, and random observation people, yeah and they they become so more relatable right because everyone's actually observing they don't realize that they're capturing it and observing it the reason that we give it a so much of importance is because we're capturing it and we 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 we're trying to build stories out of it and that's that's what's happening but a lot of people don't do that which essentially but mm-hmm. when they see an idea they're like listen wait this has happened to me as well um right. so they relate to and it that's what makes more. content relatable isn't it totally i mean the more we 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 get out content and ideas which are essentially closer to um what the real world is um and what the real world's issues are 
good or bad i think your content is always always a hit so vinith uh, you mentioned that you have a podcast yes i do my Tell turn us to about plug it. in <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> so yeah it's actually it's uh, um you know tuned into the conversation we were having right now um you know at we work one of the things we've realized is that um there's so many different stories that are walking around um across this this place right um fascinating people everywhere you, advantage of being in a flexible workspace is you meet different people from different backgrounds um and while we were doing that we we realized that there uh, there's a journey that everyone's going through right right and we wanted to go out and um just speak to people who've had interesting journeys so we actually started off with this uh, platform called stories which was which is an online platform which essentially talks about which talks to you know people across different fields and and on your on on the journey so we've had people like you know bomana rani shane watson bradley uh lisa ray fascinating people with fascinating different stories so with bradley it wasn't about sports but it was more about the physical um aspect and fitness aspect of mm-hmm. it so um just and then we we obviously moved to um you know creating a podcast where which is on different platforms where we we're focusing on again very interesting journeys uh, our first season was all about um you know indian entrepreneurs who are doing some um uh, crazy things so we spoke to um you know uh, the founder of chai point we've we've spoken to the founder of greater than gin which is i think india's mm-hmm. first homebrew gin yep. um second season was all about sports so we spoke to um you know rohan boparna charu sharma so it's it's just a podcast about just stories of of people like it's just about um you and me um being being on a platform where or actually a pl- a podcast about misfits um i think in their oh, own nice. words nice nice what is it called it's called on a journey with weaver um mm-hmm. give it a listen tell me what do you think of it uh, but it's definitely it's fascinating for me because i get i love um, listening to I stories and telling stories so it's yeah, i can imagine uh, totally I was, telling, i was telling karan just pay me for this i'm happy to do this one <laughs> <laughs> so vinit before we say goodbye is there any other question do you have for me um i think um, no not really but i i really wanted to compliment you i think um, you know why i got when i got into this i didn't know what i was signing up for and um, obviously <laughs> i was like listen um, how weird is this going to be uh, but then um, this was fun i thought this was this was really insightful i thought this was okay. this was amazing and it's important to realize this sometimes you forget forget a few things in your life and then you move ahead um, and then you keep wondering why things are the way they are and then moments like these um you realize that okay listen you have to go back into your past and there were a few things that happened there which maybe have not got enough closure even now um True. doesn't necessarily have to be with people but with situations sure um or with so yourself I, yeah or with myself yeah and I, i thought that was one of those moments happened today and it was fascinating i think uh, truly inspired and um totally totally um freaked i can't say freaked out anymore because i thought i was amazed <laughs> So I'll use the word amazed instead of <laughs> freaked out now. But yeah, this was beautiful. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was Thanks. amazing. Thank you so much. So you're gonna give me email IDs of all all your colleagues, right? We have to send totally. it to them. Totally. <laughs> uh, now they and especially Karan, listen. <laughs> things you don't need to do with me. <laughs>
thank you so much Vinny. thank you so much for joining in and also thank you so much for being so open to think you know graphology which is which is amazing i didn't expect you to be this playful about it and this open about it but thank you thank you so yeah much. i'm i'm um, super 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 thrilled for being here and thanks for introducing me to this i think um, you have a fan so um, my pleasure <laughs> I'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll see me in your inbox popping up more often than, than, than you would want. Done. I am ready for that challenge. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks. So how was it for you? Do you have the defiant Kate? Do you fight the authority most of the time? Or dealing with people and taking care of them is your primary role? Now, every single handwriting stroke reveals a new story. And as Vineet said, observing people can become really, really important for any profession that you choose. Because at the end, no matter what career you are in, dealing with people is crucial in pretty much all careers. If you are a scientist on on an island, it's a different story. But most of us are not. And thereby, dealing with people, learning about them, observing them closely, and looking at their behavioral patterns can become a magical tool for you. So if you are as fascinated as I am by graphology, you can join me on my graphology masterclass. The next batch is starting on 1st of May. You can know all the information about it on aditisurana.com. If you like this conversation and if you are listening to it while driving, while, while doing your everyday chore, make a picture, make a small video, tag my Instagram handle at aditisurana and I would definitely share it. It is interesting to know how you're implementing this unique information about graphology because this is something people are unaware of and that is the biggest challenge you already know how powerful the subject is and you got to try it for yourself to know how effective it is for your life for your decision making and your overall journey now if you already know friday episodes are short journaling based workshops so you can actually change your perspective and how you look at yourself i will see you on friday till then happy writing